0: five four three two one welcome everyone to (laughs) the first ever episode of the maiming duck podcast my name is andrew i'm your host this is a podcast where i chat with professionals about their career journey and any like lessons and learnings they learn along the way and on the first episode i'm super excited to announce my guest peter king aka lifestyle baker peter is or you know it depends how i view it is a former investment banker with a wealth of experience across the tech and entertainment sector he's a current content creator on tiktok and youtube and currently works at a social media startup peter glad to have you on
1: yeah man i'm very excited to be on i'm honored i'm i'm uh, i'm pumped
0: awesome awesome so yeah How you been Wei though? How you been uh, just the past few months? You know, I understand like, you know, obviously just get this out the way. I know recently you turned to the corporate world and now you have
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm on the up and up, man. I really needed, I mean, quarantine in the last two, two and a half years uh, was very much a transitionary phase for me uh, where I did a lot of like soul searching and like a lot of like internal growth, I think. Um, but yeah, I did recently get a full-time job again, like back in corporate America. Um, I can go I, like so many things that I can go into about that, but, uh, mm-hmm. TLDR on that. I think I needed some balance. I needed some structure and to be honest. I needed money because like two years yeah. of, uh, two and a half years of like being a, being like a starving entrepreneur type. Um, I had eaten through like most of my savings. Um, yeah, but I, I found a role that I think it's, it's, it's well balanced with some of my, some of my other creative slash entrepreneurial endeavors. I think they'll compound and not, I think they'll, I think they'll actually help each other out. I think there, there will be synergies more than, more than this energies. Um So I'm really happy about it. Uh, it's fully remote. Uh, the team's awesome. So uh, trying to figure out so I'm in Jersey right now, but like where I grew up back with my parents. Um, just needed to kind of like get my ducks in a row. Uh, but yeah, now I'm kind of ideating like, okay, where do I want to live? I think I want to move back to LA, mm. but I might stay put for a little bit. Um, check out New York. Rekindle some relationships in New York and then maybe uh, do some hopping. Uh, I have like a friend in Texas. I have a friend in like the South, like maybe hop there and then maybe move back to LA. But All in all, like I'm like really rebuilding the you know Maslow's hierarchy pyramid, like brick by brick from the the bottom up. Um, so it's great, it's going great, man. Just uh, learning to be more patient with it.
0: Yeah, I totally understand exactly what you just said there in terms of massive hierarchy of needs. Because you know, obviously, I'm doing my own entrepreneurship journey right now, and I'm like, you know, like. Fuck you on. know, I, I'm pretty sure everyone watching this, listening to this, know we were both an investment bank at one point. Yeah, so at yeah. that point, money wasn't an issue. So both of yeah. us were just like, oh yeah, we got to go search for like our purpose in life. You know, what, what we're yeah. we passionate about. Yeah. So we leave that and we start an entrepreneurship journey and all of a sudden we're like,
1: oh crap, now money yeah. is money's pretty nice. We should find a way to make money again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, money is one thing, but for me, the biggest thing is like purpose and identity and literally like the motivation to like get up at a certain time, get dressed a certain way, shave in the morning, like, you know, those, those are things that like psychologically like prepare me to like take on the day. But when you leave the corporate setting and when you're in quarantine, I found myself not like doing a lot of those things and missing a lot of those things, like the day-to-day micro routines, as well as the macro, like who the fuck am I? Like, what is my purpose? What is my identity? And those are those are like really key like things to navigate. Like you got to know what direction you're going to to do stuff. Uh, so when you're like multi like multi interested in things, and then you don't have identity and purpose, then it's like really it was really overwhelming for me because like you know I tried a bunch of stuff in the name of exploration. Like you know I I tried dropshipping. I told you I tried like software bootcamp like java i I tried um i was consulting for like different startups i was uh financial analyst consulting like versus like strategy consulting i did work for a startup for a second like i was all over the fucking map and i learned a lot from that but it was also because like i just didn't have the like internal strength to like like i had all my, my identity was always derivative of a institution that i was like a student at or employed at which is fine, but then you just got to be self-aware that you're—they have that leverage on you. So it's like when when I was basically I was outsourcing like the bottom three rungs of my Maslow's hierarchy of needs to my corporation, uh, which, which is why which is fine. But then when when you boldly decide to like get the top like triangle self manifestation and you leave the corporation, I was naive and I thought like all I need to worry about is the top fucking two rungs where it's like, no, like you gotta, you gotta, you left, like you gotta rebuild from scratch, like from the bottom. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's the same thing as um how I analogize that is like, you know, Phoenix rise from the ashes. When you burn, when the Phoenix burns, like you're not a shiny new sexy Phoenix. Like you're like a, a ugly tiny, like fledgling, you know, bird, fetus, yeah. you know, Phoenix. And then you got to learn to like walk and fly again. So, so I think like what I've been doing for the last year is like learning to like walk and fly again, meaning like, like rebuild my like self-esteem, self-confidence, self-identity, like literally like my routine of like what I, what do I enjoy doing? Like a lot of what I, a lot of who I thought I was was built when I was 18 to 22, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I have so many data inputs from like living life now it's like it's a it's a lot of work but it's a it's a privilege and it's it's a I'm grateful to like kind of be doing that right now so that's what I mean by like I'm on the open on I'm grateful and I'm excited because the big zoom out picture is like you know this is a luxury good this is a luxury experience I'm doing this because my parents are relatively good I'm doing this because like I know that I will be able to eat and feed my future family even if I like soul search for like two years like I'm okay for going that money or for career growth you know so um I tend to ramble a lot I know you know that but maybe your listeners don't so (laughs) but yeah I I totally feel you on that man um as well give needs is one of the frames that I kind of come back to a lot do you overall like
0: have you been enjoying this process of just like because I feel like I'm going through the same thing too and maybe you can resonate with what I'm about to say of like 18 to uh, 22, like we're in university, our identity was we're in college. So what's our next goal? Get a job, get an internship. Great, cool. What what, what's the most prestigious job you can get out of college? Consulting or banking, all right? So you and I both pick banking, obviously. Uh, We went to banking, you know, you go hang out with friends, you go to clubs and stuff. Like the first Mm -hmm. question anyone asks you is, so what do you do, right? And you're like, I'm I'm a banker, right? And then for me recently, I kind of been struggling with that question of yeah, what to say to people. I mean, I I, I just tell them like what I am, but yeah. in, in a way of like I I feel the same thing too. I'm kind of lacking that identity of like, oh, what do yeah. you do, Andrew? It's like uh I, I do e-commerce and I make TikTok videos, and sometimes people are interested. They're like, Oh, tell me more about it, right? Oh, a bunch yeah, of yeah. some
1: people sometimes people look at you like how does you... that
0: mean? And yeah, then like... the conversation gets a little awkward, just kind of ends up yeah. because yeah. maybe just the people we surround ourselves with that yeah. a lot of them are just corporate yeah, employees. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. They don't know what that means and yep. to be honest like i think we still kind of trying to discover what exactly that means in a way dude, the um, world
1: is the world is the world doesn't know what's gonna fucking hit him dude it's, <laughs> and that's a different topic though but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah yeah but overall like i don't know i some days I hate it other days like I love it but overall like yeah. it's it's been a growing process for me and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you know if I if I have to say I, I would say I do enjoy this process like it was what I wanted oh, yeah, yes. dude. in a sense I hated the sense that I had identity stuck to me that I'm like Andrew Mang is the banker period end of the story I, I didn't like that yeah so I, I don't know what were what your thoughts about that
1: yeah I mean it's humbling, man. It, it, like, like when you say like, is it fun? Like, am I enjoying it? y- Yes. It's, it's type two fun. Meaning like type one fun is like considered like you go to the carnival with your friends or whatever. Type two fun is like, you look back at the good old days and it sucked, but like, you're glad you did it. I think it's like a climbing, term. Like type two fun. It sucked, but like you grew a lot from it and it like looking mm-hmm. back, you cherish it. Uh, it's type two fun. You know, it's it like sucks. Like looking inward at your like own, like self-doubt and trauma is like and working past that stuff sucks but like it un- ungates different parts of your life you know and it like helps you live life more as yourself which is fun which is a lot of fun yeah. um like the fact that i'm doing the fact that i'm doing a podcast right now with a friend that i made through tiktok mutually in coachella shirts is <laughs> absurd if like if you asked me two years ago right but this is fun as hell right but it took A lot of work of like why am i insecure about like putting a camera to my face and just posting a six second video right like i had to work for that stuff um but to get back to your other question of like banking uh and identity yeah i think um i think like i did this so i'm sure like a lot of other people do this like in my head well it's easy to like double think meaning like it's like oh like i'm self-confident like outside of the fact that I'm a banker, like I have like self like self-esteem and confidence outside of the fact that I'm a banker. But then what happens is, is like, as you go recruit and then go into banking, you, I started to like not invest in the other at like other buckets in my life, literally in terms of like attention, but like literally in terms of time. So those start things start to kind of wither away, which I think like could be the right choice for that time of my life. But what happens is like my social skills get rusty. My like, you know, like my, my, like like everything else kind of like gets a little bit eroded and, and rusty. And then um, you you leave banking and you realize like, oh, like, like I put in, I got my 10,000 hours on Excel and I can monetize that skill. And I can
0: mm-hmm.
1: now continue to monetize it through like being a finance guy at any really company. Um, like most companies will put my resume if I know how to network right? Like that, that's awesome. I, I sacrificed a lot for two years and then I got that, right? Yeah. But what did I forego? I, for, I, I, I like for went a lot, like, like I'm more, much more socially awkward, for example, than I was in college, right? Like big man on campus vibes or like, you know, compensating, like that's what I was. This, that's just like one very narrow example in terms of like social skills, but like it's other aspects of the life. Um, and I'm rambling again, but, uh, yeah, I relied a lot more than I realized on like, oh, Peter Kent, banker for identity and for confidence. Like, like it didn't hit me until I removed that from my LinkedIn. And then like, you try swiping, you try to get on Tinder and Bumble without like, I don't know if it like actually data wise, it like changed the number of matches, but it certainly like made me think about it. I'm like, what do I put on here? Mm -hmm. You know, like, hinge, like, I can say, like, oh, like, investment banker, and like, yeah, I roll, oh, finance, fuck boys, whatever.
0: Finance bros. Finance bros, whatever, (laughs) but
1: but there's still, like, an understanding level of, like, this guy's ambitious, this guy has a certain amount of, like, leverage and money, Uh, this guy, you know, if he's, like, not a douchebag, maybe, you know, he has a lot going for him, but, like, can I still demonstrate that to someone on the other side of the table, not just apps without my, like, you know, software, like pull of like, Hey, here's a sticker. Here's a gold sticker that I got from Goldman or Barclays or whatever. um, That's loaded with all this, like nebulous, whatever, please project that onto me. And, you know, I think the reason that you and like you and I left, there's a million reasons, but one of the things that like didn't sit well with me, and I think like what you're talking about is like, it seemed it felt it feels inauthentic, even though I was dependent on it, even though I was, even though I was milking it, like it, it. I knew that it was hindering my ability to build that muscle on my own, right? And like, it's easier to like name drop a top university or a bank. Uh, but it's so much fucking cooler five years from now to be like, yeah, like I was one of the first professional creators on TikTok, and me and Meng are like buddies because we came up and we're figuring shit out at the same time. And, you know, like blah, 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 blah. Like that's, I don't think that's objectively cooler. I think that's subjectively so much more me and like what I, what I'm about. And that makes me so much more happy, you know? Um, also like it's not it's not even like a success and money or like authenticity and happiness i think it's like both like i i, I truly think i'm gonna be so much more successful quote unquote and wealthier because i doubled down into something that was more me just where the world is going um yeah you
0: ready to talk about banking let's do it buddy we gotta do it we gotta love,
1: do it i love it i love talking about banking I just forget because I've thought about it so much. Yeah. Like it's not novel to me. That doesn't mean it's, that doesn't mean it's not novel to a lot of people and that I can like spread some insight, you know?
0: Well, let's, uh, since we're on the topic banking, let's just take it way back, way back to the college years. (sighs) Why did you go into banking in the first place? What was Um, your driving force to go into the great world of wall street?
1: Dude. Well, I, there's like a few ways that I tell this, but uh, so I went to NYU Stern and NYU Stern is pretty much a finance and more specifically like a banker feeder, bank feeder. Um, we do place into like some marketing and and, and some like some, some like prestige marketing, some prestige, like we, we place in a big four. Uh, we're less represented in like big three consulting. Um but like people go to like bunch of people go to like Accenture and like similar places like that. Um, but like, it's a finance centric school. And again, like I was through college through like K through college, like my programming and my training was enter new community, figure out the most competitive sought after ambitious value hierarchy and try to climb it so like in col- in high school that manifested as like me like trying to be school president and like getting school president or like me like doing the school musical or, or me like joining this club or whatever. that's how it manifested And like me trying to get the best grades like that's how it manifests um in college it was like me joining the like like a exclusive business frat me like you know doing this like like kind of popular acapella group on campus me trying to get into banking because it was a shiny cool thing that everyone in it thought was cool and everyone outside of it had mixed opinions of it but still gave like notoriety credit to. right so like it's like it's the same thing it's like what what thing what thing will make my parents proud slash like like in, in like a asian parents kind of way what, what thing will like put my parents at ease? Let's put it that way. And also help me like talk to pretty girls and also like set up my life in like a s- secure way. Right. Like it in a boat, like subconsciously, that's why I was drawn to it. And also like, it's one of those things where like, so it's like, if you, you have like 20 roads in front of you. And one road is like really steep and really congested, but it's really well paved and it's well lit. And someone hands you the keys to a Tesla and say, if you go down this road, you can drive this Tesla for free. Right. As a, as a kid, it's like, now I know to ask, okay, like where's that road going? But like, as a kid, it's like, yeah, sign me up. This road looks great. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I didn't do the reverse engineering to be like, You know, who am I? What do I want to do? It was like, no, like I'm anxious because everyone else seems to be like sprinting up a road. I don't have time to think about what road to go down. I'm anxious and I I need to start sprinting too. And like this seems like the road that gives me the most optionality. So like, yeah, like let me do it. Um, and like I don't regret it. Uh I think like all in all, I I still like, especially then and even now, I think it's like one of the best things you can do out of college. Um, it's just like like I, there's definitely exceptions of like people who shouldn't do it, um, but like I'm okay, glad cool. I did it. Uh, I think I think the exceptions would be if you specifically know or have an itch that like your calling is something else. Um, yeah. Then I I would then say like you are better off doing that for a year or two, and like you'll be much further along in like. Life journey, like meta learning yourself than having done banking. Mm-hmm. Um, now, not, like, this is agnostic of like your financial situation. Like, if you, if you're like, if you need to make your parents good, if you need to make yourself good, maybe it's still you forego that calling and you go into banking. But like, yeah, agnostic of that, uh, like, that's the only thing I would say. Like, if you like, kind of know that you want to be like, I don't know, like, like a founder or content creator, or uh, those are the only things that yeah, I you're, you're so talented in
0: something. And then yeah, you always like, you have an that
1: like, it might be a thing. I think, yeah. I think like, money that, aside, you know, yeah, 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 you put yeah. money aside, but if you're like, if you're like generally multi-talented or if you're generally like ambitious and like you, you cared about getting good grades and like you generally were good at figuring systems out and climbing up hierarchies, I think banking and consulting are still very solid options because they let you, uh, they give you like great, like base layer skill sets and stamina, uh, and like work, mm, like understanding of like how to do good work fast and yeah. like, drive results. Um, that get that makes you more of like a, like elite soldier when you're like in these other corporations, but you do need to weigh that with like, it does cook. It does put people in a cookie cutter way of thinking. So like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm still unlearning, both in terms of work process and like in terms of like 100% that I was telling 100%. you about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I hit on a lot of stuff there that I can double click on. But um, yeah, so uh, all in all, I went into banking because I was a kid and like it was the thing that everyone was doing. Everyone that I looked up to was doing it. And I'll, oh, I'll, I'll frame it a different way. When you're, when, you, so let's say, let's say I'm doing like very general market research, right? Like I would pull, like, what do you do? You pull, a random assortment of people across ages, across gender, race, creed, whatever, across socioeconomic lines, whatever, right? But the thing is, like, when you're a student, you don't do that with like people in banking. Like, you don't, you don't do, you don't go and like network with uh, someone that did banking and left, someone that did banking for five years, someone that did banking for twenty years and loves it, someone that did a ban- like did banking for a year, left and then hated everything else and came back, like someone that went to consulting and went into banking like you don't do that what do you do you network 90 percent with either people that just got into banking and have an active incentive to make it sound good so that they feel good about themselves yeah they they feel good about the the decision that they made or because like they're not going to shit talk their own bank when like they need to recruit you in the next year to like yeah give you their first year analyst work right um (laughs) Or, like, people, you know, are you basically people year or two into it, right? That like, don't really have the hindsight to, like, really talk about it. Or of course, su- seniors yeah. who did internship,
0: yeah. and they're, like, Yeah, yeah, that, best that, thing didn't
1: that didn't even I think, start I yet. I
0: think that's, like, majority of people that you yeah. work with. People who've exactly. done internships. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, like, there's, like, this little echo chamber bubble. And, like, that's why I was mm. really passionate about creating content, because that's the bubble that I wanted to pop of, like, I, I'm like, I'm not about this grind of like, oh, expose Wall Street. It's evil and like toxic, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. no, there's just information asymmetry. There's good and bad. um like, like some of the best things that I know how to do, some of the best people I know, some of the best lessons I've learned, like, like some of the best productive weeks of like working, like I would like some of those weeks of working like 120 hours I would do again. I learned so fucking much or was so satisfying, for example. Like, I I truly believe in information asymmetry being inefficient for all all parties involved. That's why I was very like, that's what like I'm super passionate about making content about it. Um, but yeah, that's partially why I I went into banking too. Information asymmetry, I was back solving, I was actively back solving into drinking the Kool-Aid so that I can work harder to get into investment banking versus starting from patient zero starting from starting from me and then seeing what is the better fit for me i'll give you one more framing of this (laughs) this is like shit i'm super passionate about Um, i mean
0: this is is important i i you know like before you continue i i think this is actually a topic that needs to be talked about more for college students who want to go into banking because the idea is that like number for two reasons number one unless your goal is clear it's hard to motivate yourself especially you know, if you go to non-target school yeah to go through that grueling process of breaking this industry that you don't even know you want yeah. to do number yeah. two it's just like once you get in you know it's like what's going to get you through it right why did you do it in the first place so it's a good idea yeah. to know why people who for example for you went into it and why you quit and what was the motivation of well, we're about to talk about that like your motivation of getting in and how that yeah. changed and why you left afterwards you know i think this yeah, is yeah, important yeah. to frame this
1: yeah actually let me just skip my heady stuff and like we can just continue down my resume uh why, why i left banking i would say uh i think a big thing is like a lot th- this took me by surprise when i started making content that it's not common knowledge that like 90 percent of fucking analysts leave um i mean like a good portion leave to buy side which i mm-hmm. do think people know but like Even going into banking, like a lot of people understand that, like, it's a stepping stone, you know, Um, you like because you can lateral into roles that are like somewhat elite entry level or like maybe skip a run or two past entry level when you go from banking to corporate. Um, And then if you you want, if you go buy side, obviously that's a different track and like it's different, like, different, like income risk benefit kind of profile. But, yeah, so it, it's not like I toiled with the decision to like stay in banking or not. Like it, it was never, I, I, I didn't go into banking ever thinking like, oh, I want to be an MD really. Um, it was more like, do I want to do buy side or do I want to do something else? It's kind of like, I think the, the question that most people that actually do go into banking ponder. Mm-hmm. Um, from the student perspective, I can understand because like banking seems like this like big, like desirable thing. Like why would people leave? I think you know, when you're early on in like the learning cycle, like I can kind of understand that question, but, uh, why not PE? I mean, I, I saw it and I, and I, I think when I was doing banking, I had to really stretch and clench to be like a really good banker. And I, and i and I was like, a, I, w- I was, top bucket. Like I, I worked really hard. I like, you know, I was a soldier, I like jumped on the grenade. I ate the, I ate the shit. Like I, I did a lot of hard work. Um, but I realized like, when I looked around, there were like my MD, I was really fortunate was like he was such a good MD in like so many ways. Um, like like this man was like, I don't know this is the kind of guy like I don't know what he would do if he wasn't a banker. You know, like, like I met being guys a banker,
0: like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like being a banker energized the fuck out of him. Like he loved competing for deals, he loved like closing, he, he lived for the competing. game. Yeah, he lived for the game. And like that was so inspiring to me. And I like watching that made me realize like not a million years would I feel that way about this. (laughs) And that was very, that was very enlightening for me. And I'm so, so I'm grateful that I had front row seats to seeing him like execute that passionately, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, and it's one thing to like, not everyone has to feel that passionate about what they do. I realized I was someone that wanted to feel that way about what I do. Right. So it's like, that's like self-discovery that you need to do. Um, and then once that clicked and then I, I, I talked to like three headhunters, like, um, for, for buy side stuff. And then I realized like, this ain't it either. Like I can do the thing again. Like, like, like the meta strategy of a lot of ambitious students is let me understand the, the most, uh, desirable ladder to climb. Let me chug the Kool-Aid around this ladder so that I can work really hard at it. But the thing is like, the Kool Aid starts to lose its efficacy after like yeah, as you get it's, older.
0: it's a little sour towards the end. It's not yeah, sweet anymore, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, in, in high school, American high schools are, you know, it's, it's it's cake compared to like anything abroad. Like, you can you can you can muscle your way through, chug like chugging Kool Aid through, through high schools, and like like if you really care. like you can be yeah. cop- in my opinion you can be like top percent, like assuming you went you have like you're in like a wealthy neighborhood and your family situation's good your financial situation's good etc um in college or in banking that's not the case because like if you put your felt, uh, foot to the metal like you don't get to go home at like 3 p.m. and like do your homework like you, you, they just give you more work at the end of it right like so you burn out you can you can burn out when, when you're yeah like, the more kind of the
0: more you bored. work the more work you get
1: you right, right right um fuck, what was I saying? Oh, uh, uh fuck. I so like,
0: you you didn't want to go into PE. Uh, yeah. What are your choices were you contemplating before you ultimately decide that like I want to do something else?
1: Yeah. So I think I think um, I was also lucky to have a mentor a friend, friend tour, I call it, uh, that went from Rothschild to Netflix uh, for their content planning and analysis role. They call it like content strategy analysis or something. Um, and that's that was when like streaming was fucking cool. That was when like streamers, like were disrupting a lot. A, like like House of Cards and like Oranges and new Black was coming out. Like that's when streaming was fucking sexy.
0: Yeah, that's when Ninja was peaking. 2018 2019. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I was kind of like blind to that side of like uh, Twitch, like Twitch and like uh, social at that time. But like yes. Um, so once that happened like i also like minored in like entertainment business and like film and tv production like kind of accidentally i just like love these classes and then i was like junior year i was like oh i'm like 70 percent through both of these like let me just get it um him like making that move so he was a senior when i was a freshman so he made that move as i was recruiting into banking right so because he was two years out of banking and i was like a junior yeah that makes sense uh once that clicked i was like oh, this is going to be one of my things that I, like, put on my, like, consider route. Mm. So I would say, like, junior year, like, I kind of, like, planted the seed in my head of, like, I think I'm going to go to LA and work for Hulu, Netflix, or Amazon.
0: So so you, you knew this, like, you're, you're in college already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's early on. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like i i've learned to trust my gut a lot more because of things like this mm. um and i think like i think like i developed like my gut kind of earlier on because i uh, like being an immigrant kid you kind of needed to and then um and then um i also moved schools like from middle school to high school so like when when you're like zapped from one like one like set of culture community things to another like for me, I, I realized like in hindsight, like I, I became very distrusting of like, not distrusting, or, but like, I, I'm just very skeptical about like dogma and like isms and like reasoning by analogy. Like people call it different things, but like, when like a community tries to just give me a value set or give me a right way to live your life. I'm like, no, like I've lived in Korea. Like we take our shoes off. Like we enjoy the smelly food. Like. I don't like I'm going to pick and choose and I'm going to rebuild all the assumptions that you're trying to give me. Mm. Right? So I think I developed that a little bit earlier on. So when I saw him do that, that kind of muscle snapped in. When when I saw him go to Netflix, that kind of muscle snapped in and I was like, "Oh, this seems like a way to go, get into entertainment and get into entertainment and media without like foregoing the work of coming to Stern and going into banking. Like it's also like kind of sexy and prestigious it's it's not really like clear what it is yet but it seems like i can go there and not forego this like academic and professional prestige slash like achievement that i've like gotten through banking so that that was what was really appealing to me Mm -hmm. um now obviously once you get there everything has its like pros and cons excuse me but um that was my rationale i mean like in my gut now that i'm like actually creating tiktok content A lot of, dude, I would say, I would say 80% of the people, uh, this is a made up number, but I would say like 80% of the people in and around the entertainment industry that are like network execs and stuff are people that just like, just wanna do it slash be around it in general. And Mm -hmm. they like, but but like needed, either needed the security of like a corporate job or just like were emotionally too risk averse to like ever like go that route, you know? Mm Um, uh, maybe 80s too aggressive there are people that just know that they're not meant to be like actors or directors and like know that their skill set is more like analytical but um there's a lot of there's a lot I think there's a lot of closeted creative people mm. in executive jobs around like sports media entertainment the reason that I'm so passionate about like the new era of creator economy is because TikTok changed the game where the cost of production and distribution is so low that like practitioners can make content, <laughs> you know, like you can have a million followers without having a your full-time job. I think that's very powerful.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Going off on another tangent there. but yeah.
0: <laughs> No, no, that's awesome.
1: So like, I guess like
0: overall, and you could take this question however you want to take it. Did you enjoy yeah. your time more in investment banking or working as uh, still in, within like the finance world in Hollywood?
1: Oh, great question. I've never thought of it that way. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yes and no, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> I would say the things that I was working on, very much more Hulu. But I would say like in banking, like the culture and the people and the day-to-day was much more me like I, I i like in terms of camaraderie in terms of like shared values in terms of like even you know, like sounds like humor like um you know the, the, the like i self-selected hard into that environment you know mm-hmm. um like it was other like the people at banks who are that they're like generally they're people i would say 80 percent of entry-level bankers are people that are trying to socioeconomically migrate upwards from like upper blue collar to like white collar to like like you know lower middle to like upper middle um like a lot of immigrants or children of immigrants or like white people also trying to do that migration there's there's like a, a lot of shared values there you know yeah um and a lot of shared like 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 grit and ambition and and also like the culture of like wall street that i missed at hulu and like like every like I would say like there are dumb people everywhere. There are assholes everywhere. It just kind of the flavor of dumb and asshole is different. Uh, And like the the competence is like variable everywhere, whether it's Hollywood or Wall Street. But Wall Street generally like, and like this is, Wall Street generally uh, people there tend to push towards a result as generally as hard as they can. Um, Not like literally like, like some people kill themselves over it. Uh, like some people like bend over backwards for it, but like if something can be done more effectively or efficiently, people on Wall Street tend to push to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which culturally makes sense, and also in terms of industry, it makes sense because, you know, uh, if you shave, if you shave like five hours a week off uh, a week, then you can. That might be one more pitch per month, maybe that's like three to five more pitches per, per quarter. That might mean that you have one more deal that you get in a year, which means 20 more million dollars of revenue for a year. Like that, like that, like, so that makes sense. And and, in Hollywood, I make a process more efficient. I like stay like five hours late to like make a process more efficient. Like that doesn't really move the needle. It's a Mm -hmm. private market content is a private market with like very finite number of buyers and sellers things like obviously are going to move slower. And like, we're talking like, like, you know, bank, like at a bank, you're selling, you're buying and selling like enterprise assets that are 50 to 500 million to multi-billion. Right. Content assets are like, you know, like six figures, sometimes like six to seven. Figures. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like, a library show that like you like forgot about like mm-hmm. you like I I bartered in that like I was valuing content for like a little like everything from The Office to like Saved by the Bell you know like these are smaller dollars so like it's less urgent it's much more about relationship management it's much more about like like there, there are, like the analytical rigor is important it's just less important relatively compared to like what it was in like banking for example um so like i that was a culture that was like the biggest culture shock for me like people like to talk about the Emmys more than they like to talk about tesla stock in hollywood mm. like like i can calibrate to that people like to go to the beach uh and like have a relaxed life compared to like people like to go to the hamptons and the clubs and like work on the weekends like i can calibrate to that but like yeah. for me like Knowing that you can make a process more efficient and effective, but like leaving it was like deeply troubling and unsatisfying for me. Um, and at first I thought that was a sign of incompetence, which was a mistake. It, it's a sign mm-hmm. of like, it's a sign of like the industrial system being like a completely different incentive system, you know? Um, yeah. So, so I, so I, I to answer, to, again, to reiterate my answer to your question, I think the ethos and the, and like who my people are, you know, like, I think I am more aligned to the people that I was working with in, in banking, but like, it was too much. So like too much so that like I overworked and I like burned myself out and I wasn't investing in other parts of my life, et cetera, et cetera. Ultimately it wasn't my calling, whereas Hulu, much more closer to my interest and in calling, deeply satisfying in like the topics and the space and the, the stuff that I was working on in trying to improve uh in terms of the ethos and the people like i loved the people that i worked with but like i wouldn't say they're like my people like I, I wouldn't like you know like they're not gonna invite me to their wedding or something you
0: know yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no i i think like a lot of times this is why people always talk about investment banking afterwards you go into different industries and stuff mm-hmm. um, like people are like people like hiring bankers because they come from this environment in which they're so used to grinding 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 out and even though like let's let's just say that's not who you are you like be a more chill person you come up with that mindset to a new job and then you still yeah. want to get that output because that's what your mind is so used to find satisfaction in yeah. of like input output input output and if your new job kind of has a different structure doesn't necessarily give you that it feels weird it feels weird to you because just like i'm not being productive and you know we love being productive right we love getting a feeling of you know getting that sign off right closing that deal or such that sort so i I think i think that's like a great point um but yeah i mean other than that you know what do you have planned for the rest of the year what's kind of the big yeah. plans for Mr. Lifestyle Banker in 2022 before we, <laughs> we close this out.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I really appreciate it. We got to do this again and like maybe 100%. I'll be a little bit more structured in my in my thinking and like what we talk about.
0: No, that was uh, thanks, fun. For,
1: thanks for letting me like kind of stream of consciousness meander this episode. Um, uh, but uh, what do I have planned? Well, uh, we didn't hit on it. We'll hit on it next time. I started a new job that... I'm really just focused on like ramping up on and like building a good solid, like, I don't know, routine with, and also just like build my credibility, build my, like, get my like professional side back up. Like, because I'm definitely a little bit rusty right now. Um, and then, uh, as that kind of like gets into more of like maintenance mode versus like build mode, um, then I'm thinking to, then I'm looking to like get back into content much more heavily. And then, um, also think about like moving uh because i don't really i'm not going to live in my parents house for too much of this year
0: yeah yeah awesome awesome all right as we end this i'm going to ask you one question that i was asked once and i thought this was a great question yeah. just to end the call with what would you give i guess like what advice would you give your 18 year old self if you were to for some reason time travel today and that yeah. advice won't kill the world or something (laughs) yeah yeah yeah.
1: what advice would I give to my 18 year old self so if I'm 18 yeah I'm about to enter college you're about to
0: go to NYU Stern what would you tell that guy that's a good one you know
1: it's good it's good um I would say like how old are you today by the way I'm 28 so that was 10 years ago yeah
0: a decade ago
1: yeah yeah Wow, I'm finally not shel- not shocked when I say my my age. It took a while.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. pretty shocked when I tell people my age. Till I'm like,
1: yeah, yeah, how old are you? Twenty six.
0: Twenty six. I'm like, goddammit, yeah. getting old.
1: You're not, old. <laughs> you're not that old, dude. You're not that old. I'm uh, not, but it's getting there. <laughs> you know, you're you're back. You're back half. You're back half. But it's a good yeah. half, dude. That's yeah. Huge. Um. uh Yeah. Uh, advice i give to my 18 year old self. I would say like, uh how do I make this succinct? I want to give you a good soundbite, but i I'll, like the advice that I would give to my 18 year old self is like, you can, you can like, you, like, like, you can brand yourself in the name of identity, but don't let it like, don't put yourself in a box of what you can and can't do. So to say, say it another way, like it can be helpful to brand yourself as like the finance guy or the the creative guy or the founder guy or, or this guy or that guy or that girl um that can be helpful in terms of like marketing yourself and branding yourself and networking but like don't fall for your own bullshit like you can be in finance and create music you can be in the arts program and start trading crypto like try like Trust me, the people that are doing it, especially at 18, the other people that are doing it don't know jack shit compared to what you can actually learn within like a month of reading or watching YouTube videos or TikToks at this point. Um, so I, I really think that like I was scared because I went to NYU and I was in the business school. I was scared to be surrounded by all of these 18 to 20 year olds that like auditioned into the Tisch School of Drama, you know, and, and the Tisch Film and, Film and Production School, you know, to like explore that side of myself. Like if I could talk to my 18 year old self, I would tell him like, dude, like dive in, pick up a camera, start making stuff now. Like, um, because it arguably it took me 10 years to finally make a YouTube video. I've I've wanted to make a YouTube video since I was like 16.
0: I Um, 100% agree with that. Yeah, yeah. don't don't restrict yourself to what you branded yourself as. But at the same time, it is smart to have a branding for yourself. It gives you a direction to go in. But don't just be like, I am this guy because of that reason. I can't be this because I am this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Use it. Use it. Don't let it use. Don't let it constrict you. Control you.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was great. Well, Peter, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being on the first episode podcast or first ever episode of the Maming Dive podcast.
1: Love it, bro. Other than
0: that, we'll speak again very soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a good one, everyone. All right, bye.